it's kind of happened by accident. I'd had enough of dancing. I'd been, I was in the Broadway dressing room and I had an aha moment of, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have to audition for someone to give me a job. I wanted to take control back of my life and be my own boss. So I created Body by Simone. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Happy Friday. Welcome back to our summer series we are doing with Propel. As you know, we were live at the Propel Collabs Fitness Festival in Los Angeles this summer, the fourth year of one of the biggest fitness festivals out there. We love this event because it's a place where we can all really learn, grow, inspire, and celebrate fitness and wellness all together. You know that's our jam to be in community as we are learning. So we just thought this would be such a great fit and a way to inspire our community by having these conversations with incredible guests. We were lucky enough to interview leaders in the fitness and all over mind, body, health space, and are excited to bring you this series powered by Propel. This episode is with Simone De La Rue of Body by Simone, who is a former dancer turned Hollywood fitness expert and the founder of BBS. She is amazing. She is a new mom and she is so down to earth. And we are so glad you tuned in for this episode. Enjoy. We're so grateful for this interview with Simone. We are excited to have a conversation with her today. We are so glad you are here. We are Almost 30 podcast. We started three years ago when um, Lindsay and I first met. And we were going through the transition from our 20s to our 30s when we felt like we should know more answers than we did. We felt a little lost, a little confused, all of those things. So we wanted to create a space where we could have open conversations about health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, all of those things. So we are excited to be here today with y'all and excited for this interview. So let's bring her on, the wonderful Simone de la Rue. Come on up. She is the founder of Body by Simone, and she has been able to really create a business and a life around doing what she loves. And she is such a kind, kind soul. And we've had her on the podcast. So make sure you listen to that one. But looking forward to chatting today. How's the workout? It's good. I'm still a bit sweaty. <laughs> it's like, who? Is that me? <laughs> I know we did the hug. She was like, yeah, that, like that on the side. <laughs> Can you tell us about the creation of Body by Simone? You know, creating this workout that is different than anything else, that is very you, that is very approachable, yet really effective. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really go to gyms throughout my life. I was always a dancer. I started dancing at the age of three. And I was a professional dancer for 18 years in London's West End and Broadway. 
And I always just had my long lean physique because dance was my art and was my passion. It was what I did. And then I remember someone asking me, well, what do you do? What workout do you do to look like that? And I said, well, I don't do a workout. I just dance. And there was like an aha moment for me. Like, oh, this is, this is why my body looks like this because I'm, you know, dancing every day. I'm using my entire body, my core, my upper body, my lower body, my brain to lose to learn choreography. And, and I thought, well, why not open something that can teach other people to dance and not be intimidated by the word dance? So it's kind of happened by accident. I'd had enough of dancing. I'd been, I was in the Broadway dressing room and I had an aha moment. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have to audition for someone to give me a job. I wanted to take control back of my life and be my own boss. So I created Body by Simone. And um, I remember sitting in the dressing room and I was looking through this magazine and it had hair by so-and-so and makeup by so-and-so. And I thought, hmm, I wonder who trained them. That would be a cool name for a business. Why don't I call it Body by Simone? So that's how the name Body by Simone started. It was literally a transition from dance into fitness. When you dance, you have to learn all forms of um, health and wellness, yoga, Pilates, strength work. So it was combining all of my favorite things into one workout. And I'm a little bit ADD and I get really bored. So the thought of like standing on a treadmill for 20 minutes, I was like, oh my God, that is just torture. So I want to, you know, let's, that's a fun way of doing cardio and it's by dance. So that's basically how it was created. I got all my favorite bits and pieces of movement and dance and fitness, put it all together and created a body by Simone. In a nutshell, that was a lot then, wasn't it? (laughs) I found dance to be so healing and I don't know, I was a dancer in a past life, but not to your extent. (laughs) And I think just as a kid, like we love to just kind of dance around and flop around and it feels so good. And revisiting that as an adult has Mm -hmm. been so, so healing. So I'm curious about what you've realized are the healing aspects of dance, of moving your body in that way, of actually being in your body. Mm -hmm. I think, as I said before, you know, women, we, we can be quite judgmental, you know, and for me, one of the main things that I instill in my staff and all of my studios is a beautiful, loving energy and inclusive energy and an ego-free environment. So it's like, leave your ego at the door. We have celebrities next to everyday people. We all sweat the same and we're all there for the same purpose of just trying to be the best versions of ourselves. So it's really important to me to, to create a toxic-free environment and a loving environment. You know, like if you hear the word dance or dance cardio, you're like, oh God, I can't do that. I've got two left feet. And I wanted to create something that you didn't have to feel intimidated by. You just wanted to come in and have a good time. When you dance, it's it's an art form, isn't it? So it's like, it's such a freeing feeling. It's such a creative feeling. You're not necessarily going one, two, one, two, one, two on a bike. You're letting your whole body move. So it's a spiritual creative process as well as obviously getting a kick-ass workout. And there's so many brands out there, so many fitness you know, experiences that we can all do. And we're so lucky that we get to do them. But you have stood out. And what do you think has helped in your brand success? Yeah, I think now when I first started eight years ago, there were only few people doing dance cardio. And now it's like every corner in New York, somebody's doing dance cardio. And the same thing here in LA. 
And at the end of the day, exercise is exercise. I always say this, like one of my favorite quotes, a bicep curl is a bicep curl. You know, you can you can get a kick-ass workout with me. You can go with Gunner. You can go with Luke. You can go with any of the other Harley, the incredible trainers here. You're always going to get an incredible workout. But for me, what I'm selling is the feeling. I want to sell the, the feeling, the joyous you know, feeling. And so I think and I hope that the reason that we've continued to be so successful still eight years on is the spirit, you know, and the inclusive energy that you feel when you come into the room. And then it's just the adrenaline and the feeling when you leave is so incredible that you want to come back for more. But I hope it's just because I'm nice. I think that's like, <laughs> Ellen says it well, be kind to one another. You know, it's just that simple. We've been talking about identity a lot over the last day or so with all of our guests. And I'm just curious, you know, identifying as a dancer, as a performer, and then identifying as a founder, business owner. What was the turning point? And are you able to identify as other things as well. Sometimes it's hard because mm-hmm. we attach ourselves to those bigger titles. Yeah. So I'd just love to dig in there. So I think what's interesting when I was a dancer, you know, that was my life. I lived and breathed and slept. I remember I got my first pair of point shoes and I slept next to them because I was so excited to get my first pair of point shoes. Um, but you would say, I'm a dancer. I'm a dancer. Well, what do you do? I'm a dancer, you know? And it's like, then I stopped saying that because then I was doing this fitness thing. And at that point, no one had really heard of Body by Simone. And people go, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Are you doing that? Okay, okay. So it's like, you really just have to believe in yourself. Like, what's a title? We have to not feel like we have to say who we are or what we do. Don't value yourself on what you do. But for me, being on stage, it's very egocentric, isn't it? It's like, look at me, everybody. I'm fabulous. But when you're a trainer, when you move into fitness, you're actually helping other people. So the ego goes out the door and it becomes about a service. I'm giving an act of service to try and help you all be the best versions of yourselves. And I actually found that turning point for me was, oh my God, this is so much more fulfilling, so much more rewarding because I'm helping you guys be the best that you can be. And it's not just about me putting on my fake cat eyelashes and doing five, six, seven, eight up the front of the the Broadway show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a turning point for me, but it was just like, leave your ego at the door and um, help other people. Yeah. That was a shift for us even with the podcast because it seems egoic because it's our show, but mm-hmm. it's really about the messages that our guests share with mm-hmm. our audience and my ability to just translate that for them. So mm-hmm. I completely know, and that's helped in longevity with your brand and I'm sure you know with ours as well. Another title that you have is Mother. Yeah. We've got the babe in the back. He's at the we back. we got a bunch of babes and then a stroller. Yeah. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't clap. <laughs> Do some snaps. Um, what has that been like balancing motherhood and transitioning you know, your life? It's, um, it's been incredible. I'm 44. And when I fell pregnant, I was 43. And the doctors said to me that I was having a geriatric pregnancy which I don't know if any of you out here have had babies or which I thought was hysterical because I'm like, I'm 44, not 104 for a start. But, you know, I'd been trying for two years to, to get pregnant and I thought, okay, maybe this is not for me. Like my studios, my staff are all my babies. So maybe that was my calling was just to, to be a mother for all of my staff. But um, I found out I was pregnant, I was overjoyed. And then I was so nervous, you know, the first trimester didn't want to exercise too much. Didn't want to exercise too little. Like so, so cautious. 
And he's at the back of the room. He's three and a half months old and he's the love of my life. And I never thought that it was possible to love a human so much. But it's actually given me the more drive and more ambition to be successful because I want to show him, especially as a woman, right? Thank goodness I'm the, I'm the boss right now, but I can have him in the green room and I can breastfeed there. But there's so many situations where they won't allow you to do that. And that's another one of my messages that I want to, to help women is that we need to open up the conversation and we need to know that it's okay that you can be a working mum. Like I don't have help. I don't have a nanny. I'm just, he comes everywhere with me and that's just how it is. And we have to be, we have to create environments where that's okay. But I want him to see that you have to work hard for what you do. And so it's it's really encouraged me to be better and, and work harder and yeah, and take tag him along for the journey. But it is a wonderful love. But it's crazy because, you know, my body, that's this is my tool. Like this is what I've always shown is my body by Simone. And when you get pregnant, you get cellulite and your boobs fall down and the milk comes out and then <laughs> the baby comes out and you get cut in half and then you know, it's it's like there's nothing glamorous about that either. And I also want to open the conversation about that of loving and accepting your body. Like I did a post on my Instagram when it was like a couple of weeks after I'd given birth and I let everything out because I wanted everybody to see. Because a lot of people put on Instagram, they don't show anything, you know, for like six months. They'll just show from here up and then they'll be at the gym and with their six pack. And you're like, you've just had a baby and that's not fair because you're sending the wrong message to women that all of a sudden, this is how you look because you don't, no matter how hard you work. So I think it's really important. The other message is this, like, accept your body and love it. It takes nine months to put on the weight. It'll take nine months to take it off. And it's a process. And my body probably won't look the same as what it did before pregnancy, but that's okay because I have him. Uh, so... Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to know what has been um, vital to being as present as possible for him in your post postpartum healing, you know, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, just being in your new, new normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, some women have a really, really hard time and it's, and we don't, talk about it necessarily. Thankfully, people are talking about it more postpartum and just other struggles. But I'd love to know like, what has been really valuable and effective for you to be as present as possible for him. Yeah. I think, you know, I go back to, as women, we're so hormonal, right? You're like, wee, like this. And throughout the pregnancy, I was the happiest I've ever been. My, my husband was like, we've got to get you pregnant more often. Because <laughs> I was just cool and loving life. Since having him you know, sleep deprived, you know, I had a C-section. I didn't plan that. So you can't get out of bed for like a week. You can you can barely walk. You can barely lift your child. Like it's, it's such a struggle. And I found my, you know, emotions definitely going like this. And so you have to control that. So for me, ex- it brings me back to exercise. Like even if it's just 10 minutes, just finding that time for yourself is so important. And so I was like, okay, this is my time. It's my meditation. It's my mantra. It's my 10 minutes, my hour of doing something just for myself. That's why exercise, like we go on and on about it. If only we could bottle that feeling, those endorphins that you get after you exercise, we'd be rich, right? Because that, 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 those endorphins are just incredible. So when you're going in your postpartum or you're having any kind of depression or you do have the blues, like you absolutely have the blues. Um, And I think I'm a pretty positive person that there were some days where I was like, I don't think I can do this. 
you know, exercise for me was my go-to because it's like, okay, I'm back in my body. Like, this is me. I know this. And it made me feel good. And you've also trained other celebrity mamas, Chrissy Teigen, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Garner. What would you say some of the lessons that, you know, they're doing as moms has taught you? Yeah, I, I actually asked them. I, I asked Jen basically every morning, like, he's not sleeping. Is this normal? Like, what should I be doing? I think communication is the key for women. You know, you have to ask, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. But it's it's a process. I think life is a process. None of us really know what we're doing, do we? We just kind of make it up. And you're like, okay, that didn't work. So I won't do that next time. But I think, yeah, just, just finding the balance. But it's important to do something for yourself um, so that you are a good role model. But they are going to be center of your attention and they are going to be your universe for, for quite some time. And that's okay. That's beautiful. It's like your life shifts a little bit. But I can still have my career as well. And I think it's a, a hot conversation now. Um, recovery. Just finding that time to slow down is just as good for your body as movement is. So how would you recommend people if they are doing you know, cardio a handful of times a week or three times a week um, and they feel perhaps that they just need to keep moving, mm. you know, almost as a, not a distraction, but sometimes I feel like I, I should just do it. Yeah. You know, the workout feels good after you do it, but I do think we forget how valuable rest can be. So what would you recommend? Absolutely. I always say one day of rest and usually it's a Sunday, but we'll make exceptions today. <laughs> um, but a day of rest, like you need to reset, reset the mind, reset the heart, reset the spirit and reset the body. Um, I know, you know, I've worked on Revenge Body. We've done three seasons now. Everybody's, their goal is weight loss and they think I've got to keep going, every, you know, seven days a week. No, you, you, on your journey, you have to have a day off. You have to allow your body time to heal and repair and the muscles to repair um, and just be still. It's so important. Like I think now, thank goodness, we're so much more open-minded about meditation, about yoga, um, about positive affirmations, um, you know, and it's not, you're not selfish if you take a day for yourself. And as women, we put ourselves last. We put everybody else before us, our children, our family, our job. And we don't put ourselves first. And it's okay to put yourself first. And it's okay to say, I need a day of rest. And whatever that is for you. But yeah, sleep, sleep. I can't, I can't go on enough about sleep <laughs> as a sleep-deprived mom. I miss sleep. But sleep is when you can heal and repair. Um, so if you can take the time to do it, get as much sleep as you can. On Revenge Body, yeah. what are some of the key themes that you notice with a lot of the people that are on the show? Um, I don't know if any of them in the audience right now, but we had some in in the class. Duran was with us. Um, you know, it's fascinating to me. I'm so glad that there is the show because it is a platform for us to share our knowledge and wealth. You know, we are all very lucky to be able to be here today to to experience this. But so many people, one don't have the funds, one don't have the knowledge, don't have the tools and don't understand. So this show is really wonderful because it allows people to to learn the tools. But I think what's fascinating is it's sure it's a weight loss show, but it really is about the emotional journey that everybody is going on. We all in our life have some experience of loss or trauma. You know, there's a reason why 
we've got to the place that we have. And so a lot of it for me is therapy. It's not really about a weight loss show. It's really about being a therapist, getting to the root of that trauma and finding out what that is, finding that love and self-acceptance, and then really just being happy with who you are. That's that's really the, the core of what it is. And that's you know why I enjoy doing the show because it really does help transform people from the inside out. I called my best friend and his husband the other yeah. day and they were crying. I was like, what is wrong? <laughs> They're like, we're watching Simone on Revenge Body <laughs> and... They're your biggest fans. So I, I do want to talk about the emotional body mm-hmm. and you know how how you've treated your own emotional body and just how important that connection is with another to heal and how that's related to the physical transformation mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it it is all connected. You know, mind, body, and spirit. It's the holistic approach, but often we don't know that, or we don't even think about that. But it's like something as simple as smiling at someone and they smile back at you and immediately you feel good, right? So it's like coming into that workout, just even looking at yourself in the mirror and smiling at yourself. It gets so hard to do. I don't know if, if any of you guys and girls do that, but looking at yourself in the mirror, have a positive thought rather than a negative, rather than, oh God, I look today, I don't like this look at my eyes, look, you know, or I look at my teeth or look at my butt or, you know, change that thought process and say something positive. Like, I look beautiful today. Hello. Talk to yourself. Hi, beautiful. Are you ready for the day? Like, be, you know, have a positive thought and you'll be surprised that then that puts you in a good mood. And then you're going to come out to the rest of the world and you're going to present beautiful, positive energy to them and it's going to put them in a good mood. All of it is about is about emotion. Life is about emotion, you know, and and the beauty about, you know, coming back to the very start of the questions about dance and creativity and expression, that's all about, you know, feeling positive and enlightened. And so it's, it is exercise, everything, weight loss is all connected to you and how you see yourself. Yeah. You can be whatever size you want to be. Who cares what size you are, but just own it and embrace it and love yourself. And that sounds simple and easy, but it's the one of the hardest things to do. Once you can do that, you're winning. Yeah. What would be a first step for someone that wanted to love themselves more and, and change that talk? I, I guess the mirror, what I call mirror minutes is just like, actually tonight before you all go to bed and you're taking your makeup off, you're washing your face, actually look at yourself, like not down or somewhere else or at your phone or scrolling like we've become this nation that just swipe, swipe, scroll, scroll, like, like, you know, everything's instant gratification. And I don't know about you guys, but it makes me feel shit when I look at Instagram sometimes because everyone's portraying this, I'm fabulous, look at my life. And you know they're not. You know that's just that Instagram picture that they've put on, right? So don't compare yourself to other people. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at, truly look at yourself and say something positive. And, and, and believe it. And I think that's your first mantra, right? I'm a vision of health and beauty. My mom taught me that when I was like five years old. And it's been my mantra since I was a little girl. I'm a vision of health and beauty. And so I say it to my son every night before he goes to bed. But just trying to change the thought process. Pick a mantra. Say something positive. Don't compare yourself. My mantra is I am infinite love. That's mine. That's I'm good, I like love. it. <laughs> Speaking of social media, I just think it's 
it's so hard to just manage expectations, manage your own pers- you know, perspective on the world and and on yourself. So, you know, you've you've been you've been doing it all, really. You've been on TV, you have your studios, you have the app. It's also incredible. It's just you're out there. Mm-hmm. You're out there and so so visible and and I'm sure it could feel vulnerable at times. So, what have you learned and what boundaries have you created around social media? I, I joke, but I think it's like we should all have a license to be on social media. You know? <laughs> I, but I really take it seriously. I understand that I've been blessed to have a platform to speak to women. And so I don't take that lightly. And I try and be very responsible about what I post. I think it's really important that you know I have a responsibility to post real, I, to have real talk and not just post something glamorous you know, or put filters on it or try and pretend to be something that I'm not. And I know I get frustrated when I see, you know, influencers. And I was like, now everybody's an influencer. Like someone's got a six pack and they're an influencer and they're telling you how to do an exercise, but they've never trained and they have no qualifications. And it's 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 frustrating because like one, you're probably going to injure the person because they're going to follow these exercises. And two, it's like, just stay in your lane and be you and and stop. I, I don't know. It gets me a little bit frustrated. So I, I try and use my platform in a really positive way. Um, and of course, sometimes someone will write something negative, but I just delete it or block or unfollow and, and move on. You know, it's like I don't partake in the madness because you know that person's just sitting behind a computer writing something and they're probably very unhappy in their lives. But I think we can use social media in a positive light to promote wellness and health and 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 try and stay away from the negativity if you can. It's hard, I know, but try and just follow positive people. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's nervous about doing a dance class? Might don't be their be first nervous. time. Like I don't know. I mean, if you see me uh, teach a class or if you know me, I just make a fool of myself and I I don't care. Like I try and disarm the situation. And just try and be, um, I don't know, fun and crazy. And I think that's the important thing is as long as you're not standing on someone or smashing them in the face next to you, you can be creative and do whatever arms you want and go, you know, be as joyous as you want. But don't be afraid to do it. Like sometimes people come in and they're like, the hardest thing is just getting in the room. And once you're in the room and you've completed the class, you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. And you come back again. So my thing I always say to everybody, the first time they come to any of my studios or try the app for the first time, you know, just try and do five minutes. Just stay in the room, try and do it. And the next day you do it, you're going to be even better. So we were talking briefly before we got up here and you mentioned that having your son just put a lot of things into perspective. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know what those things are. Yeah. I mean, I've always been very ambitious you know, sometimes I'm like, I think my mom said to me about a year ago, she's like, Simi, when is this all going to stop? You know, she's like, you're building another studio and you're building the app and you're adding live classes to the app and you're doing too many things that one person can't do. And I'm like, well, it's never going to stop because I always, I'm so passionate about health and wellness. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about spreading the love of dance and love of self. But I think since having Oscar, you know, now I'm like, okay, it's just finding the balance. Um, but 
but family comes first. You know, my work will be there and I have created a most incredible team. A couple of them are in the audience now, Katie and Catania and Jillian and Vicky and Pedro and Joe Akima here, um, that you have to surrender now um, <laughs> and allow... Um, is that the app? That sounds like the app music. Yeah, let's let's do the app warm up. That's, that sounds like no, the app. This is actually a flash mob. <laughs> All you have to do is download it from, and it's called Body by Simone, and you get a 14 day free trial. I'm not, I'm not using this as a place for a commercial, but I am. You should honestly get it. It's the it's the greatest thing. I think it's the best app out there. Isn't there nutrition on there? It is too. Yes, Kelly so Levesque. Kelly Levesque, who you ladies know, actually introduced me to you ladies, mm-hmm. is incredible. She does all the meal plans and the recipes. And it's, so you've got, that's never been done before on an app where you've got the fitness and the um, recipes and health and nutrition as well. But as I was saying, if you only want to do 10 minutes or you're too scared to dance, it's good to be able to do it in your home. Put 10 minutes of dance on, have a little practice. And when you feel good and you've mastered that, then you can come to class and you'd be like up the front, like, I know this one, but I've lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So just creating a wonderful team that can help and support and learning to surrender and learning that, you know, everyone else has got your back and that um, I don't have to do it on my own anymore, you know, and allowing other people to share the message and spread the word as well. I think that was, that's a big thing. Um, As a woman, you know, you're like, I've got to do this. I've got to prove myself. But, you know, other people, people are there to help you. And that's that's the beauty of it. You've got to surrender and allow them to help you. That was beautiful. What's your favorite part of your self-care routine? I know it may have changed with the babe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably sleep, but I'm not getting that at the moment. But uh, I just can't share enough how important sleep is. It's important for time for your muscles to heal and repair, for your brain to be still, for your, you know, your mind to to store all the thoughts, but probably that, yeah, and meditating. When Even now, I don't do the 20 minutes of meditation because I don't have time. So it's like five minutes, grab it where I can, but also just exercise, exercise, even if it means going for a walk outside, just carving some time for yourself. Beautiful. Last question for me. Just yeah. curious, you know, it's important that we fuel our bodies for these intense workouts. So what has been like your tried and true... Uh, nutrition adds to your everyday? Yeah. I I mean, people ask me this all the time. What do you eat? What do you eat? What do you eat? What do you eat? Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to ask, what do you eat? (laughs) Well, the thing is we're all different, right? And so you can't compare your meal plan to my meal plan. You know, I, when, when I'm training properly, you know, the girls will know we work out four, five, six hours a day, which is madness. So we have to eat so much more than the normal person. You know, I eat a lot of protein, you know, and I know Jill's vegan. We have people here that don't want to eat meat. That's fine, right? Don't compare. Don't say I this, this is the certain way that I have to do it. You have to do what's best for you. For me, I need to eat, you know, three meals a day and two snacks. I need to eat heavy protein to fuel my muscles to help rebuild them. I need to eat a, drink a lot of fluid. And then we know we're drinking Propel <laughs> today, everybody. We're drinking lots of Propel water you know, trying to eliminate the sugar, but I'm a woman and I love sugar and I will eat chocolate biscuits for breakfast. It happens. But I think it's just, you know, we're all intelligent. It's just about, you know, eating well, eating real food, eating whole food, eating organic when you can. My biggest thing is if you you pick up something from the supermarket and you don't know what that is on that label and you can't pronounce that word, don't eat it. Yeah. 
like be like a caveman, a cavewoman, eat, you know, real food whenever, whenever you can, fruit and vegetables, you know, grains, proteins, chicken, fish, meat. We're, we're smart and intelligent, right? Don't starve yourselves. There's no such thing as a diet. When you actually starve yourself, you slow down your metabolism, then you're going to like crave something. If you don't, you know, it's like a kid. Tell a kid they can't do something. What are they going to do? They're going to do it. Tell yourself, oh, I can't eat that ice cream. You're going to binge and then you're going to eat the whole tub. So it's just really a mindset. But yeah, just eat, eat well. Follow Kelly Levesque's books mm-hmm. and meal plans and get the app because there's great recipes in there. They are Amazing. so great. Yeah, <laughs> listening to your own body. I yeah. think that's great advice. Thank you so thank much you for so being much. here, Thanks Simone. Thanks for having me, ladies. Thank you, thank Please, you. Please, if you haven't tried a Body by Simone class, we highly recommend. It's just so good to be in your body and follow at Body by Simone. And your personal Instagram is... Is at Body by Simone. Okay. Yes. Just Body by yes. Simone. Okay, great. Simple, <laughs> All thank right, guys. You. We'll see you later. Have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me, ladies. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast live at Propel Collabs this summer in LA. We will see you on the next one. You can connect with us at almost30podcast.com and almost30podcast on Instagram.